Welcome to HeCast, the official podcast of He Changed It. As always, my name is Mike Chisholm. As always, I am stoked to be here. Uh, I love hosting this podcast. It is one of the, uh, it's the highlight of my week anytime I get to have some of these conversations uh, where we talk to all sorts of different people um, through the lens of He Changed It. If you haven't downloaded the He Changed It app, what the heck are you waiting for? It is in both app stores. Come check it out. Uh, It is a free download, lots of free resources, and you ain't seen nothing yet. All sorts of very cool stuff uh, will be added to this app as things go. Join the revolution. If you haven't subscribed yet to HeCast, uh, please do so. If you haven't shared us, what the heck are you waiting for? We have phenomenal content with phenomenal people talking about phenomenal things. Uh, Today is, uh, and I'm going to tell you this, every time I do one of these things, I talk about how excited I am. Um, It's true every time. Now, Not every single guest that we have uh, are topics that hit me right to the core of who I am. Today, we have somebody on here who literally I've never met in the flesh, but could be uh, considered definitely a brother from another mother. Um, We have up here in Canada, we're broadcasting from Canada here. We've got a television network that's dedicated to esports, electronic sports, video games, that kind of a thing. Um, I just looked into my cable package and realized that I had it. Decided to start exploring some of the shows on there. And that is where I was introduced to Jay Bartlett. Jay is a guy who um, he collects toys and is way down the path of the collector in the toy field. This is something that speaks to me. This morning, I I, I, uh, went through a list of the things that I collect. I collect about 15 things. Toys are one of the things that I collect. And within that, there's about 10 different brands of toys that I collect. Um, I would wager that Jay is uh, an expert level of intelligence for all 10 of those things. Um, And he's got Two shows that I saw on this Jinx Network. I think there's a third one that I haven't even discovered yet. Um, one of them is called Action uh, Action Figure Adventure, where uh, well we'll talk about it. And the other one is the J um, uh, the the Jay and Rob Toy Show. And I am hooked on these things. And I reached out, um, and Jay has said, "Yeah, I'll I'll be on the podcast." And I want to. I can't wait to dive into this. But without further ado, Jay Bartlett, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on HeCast today. Oh, Mike, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, fellow Canadian, which fellow is Canadian. Really, really cool. I don't see a lot of, I'm not on a lot of Canadian podcasts, mostly American and UK stuff. Uh, it's really great to be here, man. Thanks for having me. No problem. I think, I think he cast, um, I, I'll talk to the, to the team, but last I heard we're in 13 countries are, are viewing us, but yeah, broadcasting from the West coast of Canada, you're in the East coast. Uh, yeah. My parents actually are from Ontario. Originally they moved out in 67. I was born in 76 and one of your episodes, uh, action figure adventure, you actually went to my parents' hometown, which is Cambridge, Ontario. You actually went to a toy store in Cambridge. I've got yeah. like 150 relatives out there. Yeah, that's that's crazy. It's a small world, right? Um, it's funny. Ontario doesn't have as many toy shops as, as I thought. Um, so we had to go outside of Ontario, which is just fine because we love doing the road stuff. But yeah, that's really cool. They're from there. So, okay. Um, Okay, at the time of the broadcast here, I'm 45. How old are you, Jay? 46. 46. Okay, so we're right cut from the same cloth. Um, I'll tell you this. I attracted to uh, the content you guys are building immediately for a variety of reasons, but one of the main reasons was you. Like, I looked at you, and, like, when it comes to – 
you know, diving into something. I've always been a guy that has, uh, you know, if I fell in love with a movie, I really fell in love with it. I wanted to watch the making of it. I wanted to look at what made it behind the scenes, uh, how it ticked, that kind of a thing. Uh, when I yeah, got into yeah. collecting something, I really went hardcore and I collected GI Joe's as a kid. When I love a music band, um, I really, really, really got into that. Yours seem to be the same guy. Have you always been the guy that when you like something, you just dive right into it? Yeah, with me, there's really no limitations, which is good and bad, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, there, There's a handful of things that I love in this world, um, but the things I do love, I, I really, really love. And I try and put everything into it. Um, I'm not the kind of guy, I don't have to know everything about it. I love it when people tell me stuff about Star Wars that I might not know or sure. whatever else. I think that's great. So I... You called me an expert a little bit in the pre-interview or whatever. I appreciate that, but I'm just I'm just a guy who loves this stuff like you. Yeah. Well, and and when you fall in love with something, it's easy to go down that that to learn the the information about it and to retain it. Like, I yeah. mean, I, I wasn't the best student in the world, but man, yeah. if you throw me in and 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 ask me, you know, how many different uh, versions of Snake Eyes came out uh, by 1991, I could tell you that immediately and tell you all the differences between them and even a few other things. When I fall in love with it, the information just sticks. Yeah, and I was I was the guy in in public school and in high school that uh, you know you're in geography class and I I sucked at school I really hated it because I would be reading GI Joe comic books or talking to my buddies about uh, Nintendo stuff and it was like where is Australia on the map Mr Bartlett I'm like I don't fucking know but you know I know like where where Storm Shadows from and they're like okay you can go to the office now. <laughs> <laughs> So to, to be able to do this uh, for a living, more or less, is really a blessing. Well, I can only imagine. Um, I mean, you talk about, you know, uh, there's that Chinese, I think it's a Chinese proverb, you become an expert at something with 10,000 hours. I mean, if you can take a hobby that you have spent 10,000 hours on um, and, 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 and suddenly turn it into something where it's a pseudo career or a, or, or a full-blown career, my mm. God, the blessing that comes from that. Do you, so catch us all up because I'm, I'm curious. You've got three shows that you are doing now, right? Who do you do those shows for? and what are they and how can people find them? Let's start with that. Uh, well, we have two shows that are on network TV, Action Figure Adventure Season 1 and uh, the Jay and Rob Toy Show Season 1. Both, we just wrapped up Season 2 of the Jay and Rob Toy Show a few weeks ago and we're going to start, actually we started filming Season 2 for Action Figure Adventure already. Um, where I came into all this is... Um, Nintendo Quest, which is a film that we did about five years ago. That was my first real thing, which is Rob basically is the filmmaker. And he said, hey, you know, I let's make this fun. I dare you to go out there and get every single Nintendo game ever, ever made in 30 days. And I'm like, sure, man, let's let's do it. <laughs> of course, you know, it took a few days for me to think about that because that's quite a task. But that was my first thing, really. Now, was the whole thing uh, getting them boxed? for nintendo quest no yeah. no it was just um coming up with the list we came up with 678 that were licensed you had to be able to buy them in the store so there was none of the bootleg bible games or any of that stuff yeah yeah and uh that's the list we came up with and yeah we just we just went with that i mean i 
used my own money, right? And the, these were going in my collection. Yep. So to me, some of them, it mattered if they were boxed just to have, you know, something like stadium events, which is a holy grail in video games. <sighs> to have something like that boxed, there's only six boxes in existence, right? So to be able to have that yep. box, sure, yes. Um, but all of them, no, because that would have got way too pricey. And then the, the trifecta is the instruction manual for NES games, right? So of course, it was just the yeah. cartridge was, just the cart was needed. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, you know, we're going down this path here now. Now he changed it as a, as a mental wellness uh, vehicle. Uh, it's, it's for, for men, it's a place that guys can go and, and, and talk about all sorts of different things and, and deal with, um, with stuff. Uh, I don't yeah. want to go too far down the path without getting into, um, you know, the content. Cause I mean, you and I could just nerd out and go for it and completely isolate our audience. Um, but I want to yeah, talk a little bit about, I mean, you talk about hobbies and, and, yeah. and passions and, and every life coach or counselor or anybody that we've talked about, uh, talked to about men's mental health, especially when we get into that middle age time, um, we talk about a sense of purpose and I would submit, and I mean, you were a collector, you know, I was that guy in high school as well. The guy that you described, I was very much that guy. And, yeah. um, you know, I think about collecting things and the psychology, even behind that, like certain things I collect that I'm like, yes, I need that. Uh, certain things I collect, I'm a completionist. So I want all of that. Um, and, and my brain seems to understand all the little nuances that come with that. But I think the broader term is does collecting provide us a sense of purpose? Oh, wow. <clears throat> For me, collecting represents taking pieces of your past and taking pieces of your home and bringing them back to your home. Uh, so when I see, I don't know, like a new version of hot rod, yeah. um, I identify with that character so much. And then it goes into Judd Nelson. Then it goes into breakfast club. Then it goes into 1985. Um, so it's just a chain. Every piece I look at, I make that connection. So it's not just a Skeletor figure to me. It's like, oh, it's Christmas 1982 and mom made hot chocolate and I can remember and I can smell it. Every piece in my collection is like that, more or less. Yes. Um, so they're all very important to me. Um, being a completionist isn't necessarily something that that I strive for. The problem I have is my mom, uh, she, she treated me so well that she literally bought me some of everything from every line. So I don't, yeah. there's nothing I don't collect. I collect every single line out there. That's a problem, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I bet, I bet it is. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. I, I lost track of what I was no, saying. No, no, no. I tend to go off on tangents like that. Not at all. No, this is it. Like this is, this is, this is the back and forth that I, I, I love um, that we do yeah. on this, on this show. I want to talk about your mom a little bit um, sure. in my formative years. Okay. So um, I'll tell you this. I was watching action figure adventure mm -hmm. and you had a segment in that show, which got, it hit me right in the heart and yeah. it was talking about your mom and you lost your dad earlier on. Right. I did. Yeah. In 1999 in yeah. 99. So yeah. formative yeah. years still. Um, 
Yeah. You were obviously who you are now, but a much younger version, still trying to find yourself, all that. And there was a piece of videotape that you played um, in the show. It was it was videotape from years ago of your mom. And she actually was endorsing your collecting. She was basically saying, oh, I'm glad that he gets to yeah. go and search for these things and find these. Things. I love when before the Internet or in, in the Internet's infancy, I loved going to pawn shops or toy stores in other cities around me. And the treasure hunt, the treasure hunt is part of this collecting thing. And she yeah. was endorsing that part of you and saying that like supporting it. And, and I, I was so grateful to hear that. And she said that it was so hard when you lost your dad and you're such a family guy. And then she said, God forbid anything ever happened to me, but I'm glad he has this collecting. At least that was my interpretation of the videotape. Yeah. Now, since then, um, now, now that's, that's, that was the message that was on the show, right? You're, you're not far off. My dad okay. and I didn't, didn't get along. Um, so, I mean, literally he was, he was not a nice person. Um, so without taking this to a dark place, I mean, when he passed, he passed of a massive heart attack. Yeah. Um, it, to me, it was a, it was a relief because he really was awful to my mom and I, right. So losing him was tough in the fact that even though mom knew he was bad for us, she's old school, right? So, yeah. you know, when you're when you're old school and you get married, you stick with it no matter what happens kind of thing. So yeah. for me, it was almost like a relief. It's like, wow, she gets to be free now. I get to be free because, you know, we weren't allowed to have friends over and stuff like that. And he was always making scenes and all that kind of thing. So um, the part that you're referring to was old footage that we put in from Nintendo Quest because Rob interviews her th- for that. Right. Um, a lot of who I am, most of it is because of her. She felt, I believe, that she really had to compensate for the way he treated us by taking me out of this world, right? So I remember specifically, uh, again, all these are like pictures in my head. I was sick one day at school. I used to be sick a lot. And I was at my grandma's. And every single day, my grandma would come to the couch with a soup and a G.I. Joe. So I got scrap oh. iron, Destro, and Major Blood one day after the other. My grandma gave I, me the Terradrome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's so, that that's that's amazing, right? We're identifying so, right here. Yeah. Absolutely. She felt like she had to kind of compensate. And so these characters and these items mean more to me than I don't want to say anybody. That's not true. But you know what I mean? They mean yep. more to me than just being a toy or a symbolization of something that doesn't exist. It goes way deeper than that. You know, I, I uh, uh, man, um, I had a, my dad on this podcast. Now, my dad, the, the man you were describing uh, in mm-hmm. your father, um, mm-hmm. I can identify with that. My dad's 70 now. My dad and my mom are still together. My mom is a saint. My mom and my dad are still together because my mom, I call her a low flying angel. That's who she is. Oh, um, that's awesome. My dad had yeah. anger issues for years and years and years. I actually had him on yep. this podcast and we talked about it because five years ago, he was in danger of losing it all. And he went on a, actually 10 years ago and he went on this journey. And for the last five years, he's released all of those things. Um, I had an incident with my dad when it came to a toy. And I'm curious if you, if this happened to you as well. Um, my dad was a fisherman hunter, old school, real old school. Yeah. Yeah. One time I came home. Okay. So we're talking probably close to 99, um, star Wars, power of the force, the big green lightsaber, right? Yep. They released an ad at, and it was yes. the first new ad at in a long time. And I was like, holy shit, I have to have this. Cause that was one of the toys that I never had when I was a kid that yeah. I always wanted. I brought it in and I was still living at home at the time. 
And my dad, um, he was still my angry dad at that point. And he went up one side of me and down the other. And I'll tell you, I stood up for myself that day. That was one of the first days I stood up to my dad. I must've been 19, 18, 19 years old when that thing came out. And, and I, I pointed to all the fishing rods. I pointed to, uh, you know, his, his hiking boots. I pointed to that. I said, this is the shit you're into. This is what I'm into. I need you to accept that. Yeah. And I had this moment with him and we had a really contained, uh, 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 really, really, we butted heads a lot, uh, when it came yeah. to collecting, he didn't understand it at all. Did your dad accept you for the collecting stuff or was that something that no. he just chose not to understand? No, um, he didn't accept anything. Um, he wanted me to be uh, a sports player, a baseball player. I used to love baseball, right? Yeah. So he wanted me to be a baseball player. I got into basketball and then I started to get into skateboarding after yeah. I discovered music and music was my first love. Yeah. Uh, so when I discovered music, I, of course, I wanted to be Axl Rose. I wanted to be Tommy Lee. So I grew my hair, skinny yeah. jeans, black t-shirt. And then of course, oh, why do you want to look like a girl? Those guys all look like girls. <laughs> And it's like, oh, you know, want to play the drums like Tommy Lee. Oh, well, that could you pick anything louder? It was just never the support. Always something to say, never support. And my favorite film of all time is Return of the Jedi. And um, Luke's arc specifically, I'm sure most Star Wars fans will feel the same. Yeah. But there's something about Luke taking control of his life and facing his father except at the end of return of the Jedi, he gets to turn his father back and save him. And that was kind of always something that I would hope happened, but it just, it it never did. So that scene, the the last act of Jedi in particular is very meaningful to me. Yeah. Um, But we never had that reconciliation. The last conversation I ever remember having, I just recorded a demo with my band. We were called basement. I laid down the drum tracks. I bought the tape home and I played it for him. And he just, kept watching like football or whatever. And I think that's, you know, stereotypical, but that's another reason I dislike sports so much um, is because of that, right? He's just watching this football game. He couldn't even listen to me playing the drums, whether he liked the music or not. So yeah. I, w- I always wish he was, but I mean, I've let that go. Right. I mean, that's long in the past. Um, it's uh, I appreciate where you're coming from. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I look at return of the Jedi, like, Okay. So my conversation with my dad, I wanted a tattoo of slave one when I was 15 and my dad scoffed and he said, tell you what, if you want it, when you're 25, I'll pay for it. Yeah. So when I was 25, I got a tattoo of slave one on my arm and I didn't make him pay for it. I, out of spite, I didn't, you know, because of that, those types of conversations. And, and sure. I think about Jedi and I have that same, I have that same love. Like when, when Luke is fighting Vader and the operatic music with the chorus, the, 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 the voice choral chorus is there in that music. Mm-hmm. I get, I've got goosebumps all of my body, even just describing that to you. Every time I watch it, yeah. I still have that. And I identify with the Luke Vader, dark light, um, you know, is there resolution defeating your father, that kind of a thing. Sure. I mean, you know, George, when he built that trilogy, that original trilogy, um, that's put in there intentionally. I think every man has to go yeah. through that at some point. Yeah. And there, there's also the aspect of, I mean, I was never bullied. I was never bullied in, in high school. I was, you know, I'm still a small guy. I was a small guy back then. But yeah. uh, again, uh, the beginning of that film, you know, there's this elaborate plan to save Han 
And it's like, okay, we have three steps to this plan. If everything fails, I'll come and take care of it. And when you see Luke destroyed at the end of Empire, he's, he's missing his hand. He's, he's damaged. He just found out this revelation about Vader. Yeah. And then you see him in Return of the Jedi walk into Jabba's palace all in black, which is not a Jedi thing. Not at all. Yep. He chokes the guards, which is not a Jedi thing. Yep. But he's not evil. He's just doing it his own way. And yep. I always really related with the fact that he's walking into this den by himself, not giving a fuck. Yes. Just going up to the, okay, get on my way. The main guy is like, okay, you're going to give me your friend or you're going to, you're going to get it. Yeah. And boy, did they get it. He takes down his organization. It's just, I don't know. I could go on about Jedi. I think it's the greatest film of all time, but. Oh no. And I love it too. Um, and it's funny. I was always a Luke guy. Like, like yeah. my friends were all hand solo guys. Every single one of them were hand solo yeah. guys. And I was always a Luke guy. Um, and I think part of it, you know, as, 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 a, as a kid growing up, Star Wars being such escapism, being such a, a part of, and I, I don't want to paint my dad into a picture of an abuser. Like he was, he had some anger, he had anger issues, massive anger issues. And that created uh, mental trauma. And I know that I use toys to escape and comic books and things like that to escape that. Sure. Um, that makes and, sense. And Star yeah. Wars out of anything, if there was an arc of a character when I was a kid that I wanted to go on myself it would be Luke. Um, let me ask you this. So Mandalorian mm -hmm. season two comes out. Uh, yeah. You watch the finale. Are, yeah. Like how long did it take before the tears started flowing and the, <laughs> the goosebumps when you saw I, I can't, I can't even really start to talk about it without crying, to be honest right? with you. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's one of the greatest moments in star Wars. Um, I watched that scene over and over again. Um, Oh yeah. Talked to my girlfriend shortly after and I was crying on the phone with her. Um, obviously it was great to, to see Luke, but to me, it was Dave Filoni and John Favreau saying, it's okay. We, we got you. Yeah. We know they fucked up. This is Luke. This is how we want Luke to be. We're going to fix this. So it was, yeah. I mean, as soon as you saw the X-Wing, it was, Oh, I know. And then nobody like it was, I think one of the best kept secrets in Hollywood of any of the star Wars movies. Like that yeah. was nobody knew, nobody knew, uh, you know, you figured it would be Ahsoka who would come at the end or. Yeah. Something, but. something, it, there's no way it would be Luke. And, and I yeah. mean, I just, yeah, it was so delightful. And, and the way that it mirrored the scene out of Rogue, actually Rogue, you, you had a, a Facebook live show the other day that I jumped on and yeah. I thought maybe we were going to discuss you. One of the potential topics was your favorite Star Wars episode of, of all time or whatever. And, 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 and we never really got to it, but Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. It's barely, mm. barely etching out empire and jedi yeah. um, and i loved rogue one so much for a variety of reasons i could go off on rogue one um but that scene with vader you know the scene i'm talking about the fan service scene and sure. the scene with luke i just love how they mirror each other so much a father and a son yeah. and what they're doing when they like i just love that oh god i could go it's off it's really cool to see how far um actually how powerful Luke really is. Yes. Uh, you don't get to see that. I mean, you get to see it, you know, is in last Jedi. It. Oh, it's yeah, blue he balls. Blue he balls projects man. himself. So that's, yep. you know, that's powerful in a different way, but both that rogue one and in the Mandalorian, you get to see Luke and Vader, both just all these powers that you've used in all these video games. You finally get to yep. see them. Um, so it's really cool to see Luke just own those death troopers. Like they're nothing. I know, you know, it's just, it's great. 
Okay, so to go back, okay, so we're nerding out like crazy. I know you and I could do this forever, and and it's amazing. I want to analyze it a little bit. Like, there's mental wellness that shows up in being able to do this with another dude. Like, yeah, it's very therapeutic. Absolutely, yeah. You know, um, it's it's why I do uh, two live shows. I mean, I love talking to people. I love just to go on stream yards and hit live and just watch people come in and just talk. And we start to talk about Buck Rogers or Star Trek or whatever it is. And it's very Joe Rogan where it just kind of, I have a loose outline and then it's just goes into something else. I love that organic flow. And I get people messaging me all the time, you know, dude, check this, check out this guy. I just found a Walmart. And I'm like, Oh, congrats, man. That's amazing. I think, especially now with what's going on in the world, yeah, people need that more than ever. And as long as you're not spending more than, you know, you're paying rent and stuff like that, I don't see anything wrong with it. I think it's very healthy for us. It's very healthy for us to talk about who would win Primer Megatron. You know, I mean, it's just yes. fun, right? So I think back to, um, well, it's funny you talk about, by the way, I almost messaged you the other day. It's, it's, it, you're like, I can see this happening where as, Jay Bartlett kind of gets out there a little bit. You're going to be like the Pied Piper. I'm certainly following your song already. I was in Toys R Us yesterday. And by the way, for our American viewers, yeah, we still got Toys R Us up here in Canada. And I'm like, we do see that has one. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, so, so fucking happy that we still have them. Um, I was in there yesterday and I, uh, I'm a big Ghostbusters guy. Like I love yeah. Ghostbusters and uh, Hasbro has been doing bright by Ghostbusters lately. I've, in my opinion, I've been really happy with the toys they've been releasing and they got a shipment of, of uh, plasma series figures, including the Ecto one. And I'm looking at the Ecto one going, I wonder if this thing is worth buying. And is it worth buying? Is it worth keeping in the box? Um, Cause I'm that guy too. Some of my toys, again, it's that weird pathways. Some of the toys that I collect, I rip out immediately um, yeah. without like, <laughs> Pavlovian, like I need this out now. And then some of them are like, no, you know what? I'm going to, and I've got hundreds of power of the force toys that are still on card, like hundreds of them. Um, yeah. It's weird how that happens, but I wanted to reach out to you immediately and take a picture and go, Hey, is this Ecto one worth picking up from a collector standpoint? And it's funny how the community, when you find somebody, I, I use the description to you when I reached out to you was a fisherman can always understand, can always identify another fisherman. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of us out there right now. And I think that we're yeah. all kind of coming together and your show is doing that. Are you aware of the bigger part or are you just enjoying the ride and nerding out? I mean, I've been doing this for almost 10 years. Um, so Nintendo quest, and then we toured the film across North America. I I'm aware of it. I don't, I mean, I'm glad, you know, I don't, I don't usually talk about that kind of thing. I'm very humble about that kind of stuff. Um, I, I think it's great when someone reaches out, we can talk about toys. Uh, particularly the toy community is great because you can love Ghostbusters and I could love Star Wars. And yeah, if I saw Ecto-1, I'd message Mike, I'd be like, Mike, do you need this or whatever? You saw yeah. Jedi Luke version 255,000. You'd be like, do you need this Luke? You know, <laughs> there's a real respect for each other's IPs. Like uh, Rob's the Masters of the Universe guy. He made a Masters of the Universe documentary. I yeah. certainly like He-Man, but it's not my main thing, right? So right. the camaraderie is great. It's very different than the video game Um uh, the people in the video games, the uh, which yeah. the, the community, sorry. Yeah. So they're, they're great, but it's, it's a lot more competitive. And I think by definition, video games are more competitive. So sure. 
Um, I want to talk about Rob a little bit. Okay. Let's get back to your mom first. Then we'll ask about Rob and then we can nerd out some more. Um, sure. Uh, so we see this footage of your mom and you know, she's like, yeah. God forbid anything ever happened to me. Um, and it is old footage from that, the, the old movie. Um, mm-hmm. And now your mom is in a place where uh, there's some, there's some stuff going on. Uh, current right now. Yeah. Uh, she passed in January. She passed in January. See, I didn't yeah. know that. I just was looking at yeah. the show and I yeah, yeah, yeah. dementia and things like that. So she actually passed yeah. earlier this year. She did, she did. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. Like December, I got a divorce. Um, my wife and I are great friends. Yeah. But, but that's it. Right. And so it's like, Hey, you want more. I want more. So, I mean, I went through that. Um, so there's nothing more haunting than being by yourself on Christmas, which I had to do by choice. Yeah. No. And then in January, uh, she, she passed and it was, you know, it's never pleasant, but I mean, thankfully I met my current girlfriend during this time too. So she's been a, an angel kind of, it's funny how all this dark stuff can happen. And then, you know, this light kind of comes very star Wars. Right. Sure. Um, but she, she passed, she had a four year battle with Alzheimer's and dementia. And she uh, also had crippling arthritis, so she couldn't get around. She couldn't walk. So that really, she just went downhill pretty fast. Yeah. So I'm going to, and, and again, you know, we talk about emotions on the show all the time. You're in a safe place. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. going to ask, I'm going to ask the question. Like um, I've had family members who have passed, through that that mental um, yep. degradation that that can happen, Alzheimer's, dementia, these types of things. It's horrible. It's horrible when they're yeah. living. And you oh, talked yeah. about relief earlier. Was it a relief when mom passed? For her, yeah. Um, she was in her house. We had to take her out of her house, and she went and lived with my aunt. My aunt is in her eighties, right, and she's in great health, but it started to get to the point where mom needed 24 seven care. So we had to put her in a nursing home and it was, this always haunts me. Right. Because she said this to me years ago, whatever happens to me, don't let them put me in a home. And so then that's why an action figure adventure, I don't know how far you are, uh, but there's a part when we're going to California and I can't go. It's because I haven't seen that episode yet. No, no, sure. but feel free to spoil it. Like I, I was, I'm, I was with my wife and we were in New York yeah. um, at the time. And, she, and I got the call. It's like, you have 24 hours to decide the opening is here for a spot. And if you, if you say no, her name goes to the bottom of the list and God knows how long it can be. So I had 24 hours to decide. So as I'm in New York, I'm getting ready to go to California to shoot. And I just, I had to call Rob. I'm like, I, I can't go. Like, I just, I can't go. Um, so we ultimately decide to put her in there, but she was pretty far gone that I don't really think she knew. She thought she was in a hospital for her back kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it's sad. I think, I mean, I've seen family members die of cancer, which is horrible in its own right. Yeah. I've never seen anything like Alzheimer's and what it does to somebody. It's, it's the most cruel disease I've ever encountered. It's just yeah. sucks, man. Yeah. No. And I, I, uh, I hear you and I understand that. And that's where that relief yeah. comes in. And I just, in, in, in just getting to know you and talking about this yeah. dad passed and there was a bit of relief there mom passed and there's kind of relief there, but you talk about light dark side, like, isn't that interesting how it um, is? Yeah. 
that that I don't know if you've ever dis- dissected that or not, but that's uh, no, and I, I never thought about it that way until we started talking about that. But yeah, I mean, her passing obviously sucked, but for her, just she's just lying in that bed every day, yeah. just lying there, like you know, like the TV's on and she's not seeing what's yeah. on it. It's like, what kind of life is that? Yeah, just because you're breathing doesn't mean you're alive, you know. So it was a relief in the fact that she's not suffering anymore. Of course it sucks because I lose my mother, but well, and this is where we're at right now. And guys in our mid forties yeah. and it's, it's funny. Our midlife crisis is different than our father's midlife crisis. You know, yeah, the, gen, yeah. the, the, the gen X um, it's interesting being gen X in our late forties, early fifties. Now it's, it's interesting knowing who we were growing up um, and seeing how millennials and beyond are reacting to our generation the way that we, we reacted to that baby boomer generation. And um, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. It's, it's fascinating. I, I do believe we are the only generation that's really got to keep our childhood intact. Yeah. I mean, there's some ridiculous stuff and this is a whole other show, but you know, <laughs> I don't know if you're obviously a star Wars guy. Very have you ever so. seen uh, the people versus George Lucas? Have you ever seen yes. this documentary? Yes. So, I just throw my opinion. I think it's horrible. I think it's, um, you know, people, George Lucas destroyed my childhood and stuff like that. That's so stupid. You know, it's like, so my point to what you're saying is that these people let that stuff happen. It's like all George did was make more fucking star Wars movies, man. Like, do you want, do you want Han, Luke and Leia, like the same story over and over again, because you'll get that. And then you'll bitch about that too. Yep. So it's like another time, another place. Some of the characters are younger. Most of them are new. Here you go. It's a little shinier. You yep. don't like it. They just don't watch it, man. Yeah. Do, do well, you know what I mean? But The ironic yeah, but just, thing about yeah. what you're saying, though, is like if we didn't have our childhood still intact, we wouldn't have a safe place to bitch about it even. Like that's how uh, that's how out to lunch so many of us are. Well, no, don't you understand? Like this thing yeah. that you hold so precious, you're really in many ways the first people that have ever had that opportunity to love that still in adulthood. People love these franchises so much yeah. and they've put so much time, money and effort into it for decades that it forms part of their identity. Yes. Like Star Wars becomes you. I mean, I that part in Return of the Jedi, I have tattooed on my arm when Luke takes yeah. his hood off because it's like probably my favorite image on the planet, right? Yeah. That's what I mean. I tattooed that on my arm. You tattooed Boba Fett's ship, for God's sake. Do you know yep. what I mean? I mean, it's like, that's how much this stuff means to us. Where our parents, it was like Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle and stuff like that. Sure. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I don't remember any of our parents ever like, you know, buying a Mickey Mantle jersey or wanting a Mickey Mantle tattoo or, you know, I went to like the playing or the trading cards and stuff like that. But yeah, this is a part of who we are so much. So when someone like JJ Abrams comes or Ryan Johnson and they write how he thinks Luke should be, they play in the toy box. Yeah. We get our backs up, right? It's like, well, that's not, that's my Luke. Don't mess with my Luke. Yeah. And it's like, this is not how I envisioned Luke. And, and that's not honestly how I envisioned Luke, but tough tits, you know, we didn't, you know, we weren't, we weren't in charge of writing star Wars. So I don't like nine, nine, I think is awful. Okay. I mean, I, wa- I watched it, but I, I let it go. I yeah. still think Ren is a great character and I think Ray is a great character. I just didn't, it was too fast, too much, too quick. Yep. Um, but if you were to say to me, rise of Skywalker is my favorite. I'd be like, that's wicked, dude. What did you like about it? 
I wouldn't challenge you. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not like, oh, oh you're wrong. Uh, and and again, let me plug your shows. Um, yeah. Like I felt the need that I can like, holy shit, this is a guy that is so inclusive when it comes to whatever people like um, that I could just, I can reach out to this guy because you know, yeah. it, so um, it's so refreshing to see that there's a lot of bitterness and anger out there towards things. And, 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 you know, I, I just, I'm the same way. I want to let all that shit go and just focus on the things that I love and yeah. really enjoy it when other people focus on the things that they love. Cause maybe they can give me a different point of view or they can turn me a little bit onto something. No, no, I agree. And um there's been a lot of podcasts I've been on that, that the guys are bitter or they're like the experts. And that's why I don't ever call myself that because uh, I see, you know, I was on a transformers one and I know a lot about G one transformers. Cause that's what we grew up with. I love yep. the movie. And we're talking about that. And then they start talking about beast wars from the nineties. And it's like, I, I got something wrong. I think I called primal prime by mistake. I actually, Jay oh was Optimus God. primal. He his first appearance was blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, Okay, oh, man. you're like, chumming the water for the sharks, my friend. Just, re just relax, you know. So I, I never wanted to come across like that. Rob never wants to come across like that. Like gatekeepers, it's like, unless you have memorized every fact about Return of the Jedi, I can't have a conversation with you. That's such bullshit. It is. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it closes the door, and it we want to open the door. <laughs> yeah, and it's again, it comes, it comes uh, from. Um, we're so protective of these because we grew up with them and yeah. they stayed with us forever. And I get that, but star Wars is not yours and it's not mine. It will always be George Lucas movie. Yeah. No, no matter what, it's yep. always his, we can love it as much as we want, watch it as much, but it's never ours. So yep. once you wrap your head around that with transformers, Joe, anything, we all just we'll get along better, right? <laughs> well, we can choose to win or we can choose to lose. I choose to win. I choose to find yeah. the, the the good in shit as much as I can and just celebrate it and go hard into the things that I celebrate. I don't love yeah. everything about the Marvel movies, but I got a hot toy Thanos back here because I thought he was so badass. But yeah. there are some people who would just close the door on the entire thing if there was one thing they didn't like. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Thanos, um, I thought he was great. I was complaining because you see Josh Brolin's face too much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanos and when I when we grew up with the Infinity Gauntlet, Thanos had white eyes. Yep. And that was my only thing. But did it take away from the movie? No. And I'm certainly not going to say, "Oh, Mike, why do you have that?" That's not what Thanos looks like. It's exactly, on, exactly. Right? Like, oh man, I, I okay. So we're on the same wavelength when it comes to this stuff. And I and I again, I knew that when I reached out. Um, and I'm glad of the the optimism and 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 community because the ironic thing is the people who get on teams against each other. And I guess we get on teams and all sorts of shit like you know phones have teams, Google versus iPhone, or you know sports teams or whatever but in so our community dumb. like you think about it we were in some ways yes maybe not bullied but the outcasts the ones who weren't uh getting invited to the parties because we had uh you know uh, a phenomenal gi joe collection <laughs> well into our teens um you know and 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 it's funny that we were not um maybe accepted or we hid parts of those things and now that it's out in the open, people in that community, they can't fucking get along when really, if you said to those kids, hey, you could be popular if you like this stuff and just get along, that would have been a dream come true. It's it's so ironic. Um, yeah, I, I let that stuff go. I, I remember the day I was dating a girl in high school and one of my favorite bands is Kiss. And I remember she was listening to whatever. 
And I was trying to convince her why Kiss was the best band in the world. Like I'm telling her. (laughs) And I remember like she didn't want to talk to me after that. Like we started talking again after a while, but I sat back and like, man, I was really a dick. (laughs) It's it's like because she didn't see the things that I saw in this band. I was making her feel bad for that. So I learned that lesson really early on. Yeah. You know, there's these people that, again, for some reason, Transformers seems to be a real hot, hot button topic for people. It's like, what's better, G1, the Michael Bay stuff or, you know, the new War for Cybertron? Yep. Who, who cares, man? Like, I like the G1 because I like Judd Nelson and Hot Rod is my favorite character. It's as really as simple as that, right? Yep. It's not like, well, our transformations were more complex in uh, War for Cybertron. It's like, dude, I don't fucking care. Like, like <laughs> It's very, that's very, no pun intended. That's very robotic. It's like, I like the the Transformers movie because it makes you feel stuff. It makes you feel things. You feel for these characters, right? No. And and it's funny talking about things that we're passionate about. It's almost like we as men have to learn how to be passionate about the things that we love without going overboard. Like you th- you think yeah. about like negative terms that are in our lexicon right now, like mansplaining and things. And when you talk about that, um, the experience with the girlfriend and talking about kiss, I've been the same thing. Like music. I know you're a really, really big Dave Grohl guy and Foo Fighters. Oh, yeah. I'm Trent yeah. Reznor, Nine Inch Nails. Um, yeah, cool. And 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 I understand when you hone in on a favorite, like Trent, Faith No More and Nine Inch Nails are my two kind of all time. I worship at the, ba- uh, the at the throne of Trent Reznor when it comes to rock God. He's my guy when it comes to that. And when sure. I look at how much you love Dave, yeah. um, it's the same. I understand that, but there was a time where I would try and mansplain why Trent Reznor was so talented and why Nine Inch Nails was so vastly underrated and and how much of a genius he was. And I used to go into that stuff. We almost got to learn how to be passionate if we're going to be passionate and we want to keep effective relationships. Oh, I agree. And it sounds like you did this a while ago too, right? So you learned that lesson as well. It's just silly, right? Like um, I think uh, my favorite record of all time, I think, is still the real thing. I've never listened to anything so much as as I've listened to that record. And yeah, Mike Patton's like he's, he's not he's, he's not even like a rock singer. He's just no. like one in a million, right? Um, but yeah, I'm trying to say I haven't. No, I've never yeah, seen. It's worth more. it. No, it's worth it for I, sure. Phenomenal I've seen show. Foo twenty nine times. I haven't seen. <laughs> Faith no more. Um, my buddy, it's funny. My buddy and I had tickets for September last year, and of course yeah. everything got canceled. So hopefully yeah. they, they come around again. What's yeah, 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 yeah. I had tickets too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's awesome, man. Yeah, no, I, I want to see him. It's just it's one of those things. I find as I get older, um, I love all music, yep. but because I just find it like I'm lazier, <laughs> so it's like. Most of the time, like London here, we get some pretty good bands at Budweiser Gardens, but most times you have to go to Toronto. Yeah. And it's like two, two hours away from here. Same thing. So it's like, okay, I'll go to Toronto for Foo Fighters. I'll go for any of the Gallagher's, um, Mike Patton. And that's about it. I think that's about it at this point. Right. So, yeah. Oh man. Um, I, again, love this so much. I got a bunch of faith. No more stories we can trade le- later on. Um, oh, nice. so, so I want to ask about you and Rob first though. Cause I mean, time is sure. slippery as you know, when the cameras go on, time gets really fucking slippery. Um, so I want to be, I want to be, uh, uh, respectful of your time and, and our listeners too. We try and keep it. Oh, you know, you got me as long as you want, man. Oh dude. I appreciate that. Yep. Um, well, we'll just talk about, and there's stuff to leave on the table for part two. Cause 
We're going to do sure. that. And uh, certainly as we gain traction, we are going to use this as a promotional machine for our friends and whatnot. And I just want to promote everything that you're doing. Um, oh, these awesome. next two shows, seasons that you have coming out uh, of, of, of uh, action figure adventure and the, 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 the Jane Rob toy show, same thing. And I want to ask about Rob because I look at you two and I don't know how long you two have been friends, but you two seem to have a dynamic where you've been through enough shit together where you almost have a shorthand and you almost have that telekinesis um, uh, relationship. You guys are really, really dialed in. Have you been friends for a long time? Yeah. He lived two doors down from me when we were growing up. Um, So we've known each other forever. Started playing uh, with toys, of course. Then that evolved into Nintendo and Genesis. And then we got into music. I was the drummer. He was playing guitar and it just kept going on. Then he went to film school and uh, we were jam. My band was jamming one day and I got the call from him. I'm like, Hey man, I'm making this doc on collecting. Do you want to be one of the collectors in it? I'm like, sure. And uh, it was him going to follow three collectors through their weekly routines of where they went. Um, We kind of rewrote that. So it became Nintendo quest and they just focused on me and it kind of changed, but that's a short version of our history. So, uh, but thick as thieves, like, I mean, he's involved in every project you're doing. His, his role is more behind the camera producing like the, 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 the heavy lifting on that end of things. Um, Or does he prefer to be in front of the camera with you? Uh, no, he likes, he's the director, 100%. He's got a vision for everything and um, he's good at it. It's it's hard work. I'm not going to lie. It's very strenuous, yep. which don't laugh. You know, you're going to stores, buying toys, but it's very stressful. Everything we do is real. Nothing is scripted. Nothing is rehearsed. So you only get one shot to go into these stores, right? Yeah. Um, like, like you said before, you know, the pre-interview, it's like, you can't recreate this stuff. Nope. So we'll save it for when we're live kind of thing. Cause you can't recreate it. I'm not an actor, right? I'm just a guy who loves pop culture stuff. So. Well, and that astonishment reaction that you get when you see a carded original Cobra command, steel face, Cobra commander. Yeah. You know, I, I don't even, I don't know if he had the swivel arm, battle. I don't think he even had the swivel arm battle grip. Like it was the original, I think. Um, uh, I was the 83, which so had that's the swivel, no arm. swivel arm battle grip. That's, that's the original one. And yeah. yeah. You, the look on your face, you can't recreate that. Uh, when you see these things for the first time. And that's part of the magic of this is bringing out, you know, 46 year old, the kid out of 46 year old Jay for just a moment with that look on the face. And, uh, and you can't recreate that stuff. That's, that's the beauty it's, of the show. It's, it's historical. And I, you were, you were talking earlier about um, how you kind of wrestle with, if you're going to open something or you're going to leave it in the box kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, Rob and I, you know, stole this thing from star Wars, the rule of two, which of course, you know what that is. The rule of two for toy collectors is you, you buy one to open and display, and then you keep one in the package. Yeah. It's not because we think this stuff is going to be worth money. It's because the art on the box is gorgeous. And Hector Garrido, who is the main Joe artist for a long time, those splash uh, explosion, original paintings he did um, in the series, we go and meet Carson who has the, greatest G.I. Joe collection on the planet. And I got to hold the vamp, the vamp arts, the original Hector Garrido print. He had it. And I got to hold that. And there's, I can't tell you, man, the, the feeling you get. So my point is seeing that Cobra commander 
the figure is great, but it was the Hector Garrido art, that explosion, and just how gorgeous Cobra Commander looks. Yep. And all of that, it's like you can go to your comic stores all the time. You can go to your local shops. How often do you see a Cobra Commander? How yeah. often do you see a, an Optimus Prime box or whatever? So it's yep. going into these things with this sense of, sense of adventure, not knowing what you're going to find. You turn a corner, you're like, oh my God, it's Jedi Luke on the card or whatever, yep. you know, just it takes your breath away. The treasure hunt uh, cannot be understated uh, when it yeah. comes to collecting. It's it's great to have a list of things that you're hunting for. That's great. But I really love when you go in there with nothing in mind. Yeah. And you see, oh, my God, it's like it's, um, you know, it's the Inhumanoids or it's, you know, some Star Wars or something I haven't seen since I was like nine years old. Yeah. That stuff is crazy. Anytime I see anything mask is, oh, is yeah. a really mask rare was, treat, right? Yep. So yeah. I... Uh, I, we're, we're, we're getting close here. We're going to get to our, the toys we, we have brought. So for the, for the segment of our audience that enjoys toys, this is going to be fun. Uh, before we get to uh, both Jace, uh, Jay and I have both, um, uh, we've come up with something recent. So a purchase that we've made recently and then yeah. something rad. And that was the only parameter. So we both have a little bit of show and tell. Before we do, I got to geek out with G.I. Joe a little bit with you. Um, I'll tell you this. Uh, the greatest GI Joe moment of my entire life was on a Christmas morning. And my yeah. mom had given me a, a, a dummy present. Like this was the year. Remember the mobile command center that was more like a tackle yep. box than a, than a vehicle. Um, I do. I, okay. So she had a box under the tree that was about that size. And I thought, okay, she got me the command center. Uh, phenomenal. Great. Amazing. Um, and, uh, and, and Christmas morning, I opened that box last. She made me wait till open it last. I opened it and, uh, and it was a box that was full of uh, toilet paper and a few other things. And I'm like, what the heck? And I hear behind me as I'm having this realization, I didn't realize my mom had gone out of the sun deck and I'm looking at it going through going, oh, is this the, is this it? Is this it? Is it just a bunch of, and, um, and I heard this <laughs> behind me yeah and i turned around and looked and my mom was pushing in the box for the defiant wow and i like okay i'm i'm covered in goosebumps right now yeah, because wow. i had never even seen it in a store yeah and oh my god the second biggest gi joe playset of all time yeah and I mean, she literally, my mom is five foot three or whatever. And so she's literally yeah. pushing the thing in. And, and and I think, you know, I have a lot of favorites when it comes to GI Joes. I can go way, way, way deep. I can tell you why I like the gold headed Destro, uh, Destro version two better than Destro version one. Like I can go wait. But if there was one GI Joe moment that just absolutely floored me, it would be the moment that she walked in and then the literal rest of the day and the next day, putting that some bitch together. Um, the Defiant awesome. was my, that was my gi joe story there uh what's yours i know you're a big gi joe guy what's your uh if you gotta pull one right now what is it i, I have two yeah um march 2020 uh i was invited onto a show with larry hama to be oh a guest beside him um and to get to be there with <sighs> larry was uh insane like Holy he's shit. um larry, larry is such a brilliant man and he's a very stern uh, but yet funny guy. Yep. Uh, you just, you know, don't say stupid stuff around him or he's going to make you know that you said stupid stuff. Right. But I got to show Larry my 1984 storm shadow. I got to show Larry my storm shadow. I'm like, because of you, uh, Tommy came to life. Like he yes. was just a white ninja to most kids, but because of yes. those books, um, 
And then, you know, we got talking about how Storm Shadow was never a bad guy. He was always, yeah. he just infiltrated Cobra to find out the killer of his uncle. Yep. And that's why version two is my favorite with the Arashikagi tattoo. So yes. that, that is the reason I got the tattoo. So because that is you saw my, it on the action figure's arm. Because of the action figure's arm. Um, yeah. And I always like Storm Shadow better as a Joe, as a good guy. And of course, number number two is my midlife crisis right here, which is the USS flag. Yep. It, it sits proudly in my studio here. I mean, that's... The that most impressive is, toy of all time, as far as I'm concerned. It is. It still yep. is. Um, it absolutely is. I got that last July during the middle of COVID. Um, I've been looking at it for a long time. And... and much like most of us, right? For our mental health, it's like, what the hell? You know, yeah. why not? So I treated myself to that. Those are two two stories for you. Um, before we get to uh, something recent, I'll tell you, I've, I'm in the pro wrestling world. Um, I sure. have a pro wrestling promotion that I, that, anyway, we can get into that later on. Most of the viewers don't even know that, but I'm part of this um, fraternity called Cauliflower Alley. And, and last year, two years ago, now that I think about it, um, I was at the event and, 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 uh, Sergeant Slaughter was there. And oh, so, cool. uh, it, which is great. Right. And I love him from the wrestling, but my, my real love is GI Joe. And when I went up to him and all these people at Cauliflower Alley go to the famous people and they, they ask for stories and all that. It's a, it's a great time, but yeah. it's so funny. He had just finished talking about one of his famous matches. And I said to him, Hey, Sarge, I'm a promoter out of Western Canada, which is great. Blah, blah, blah. We know a couple of the same people. Uh, but can I talk to you about G.I. Joe? And Jay, I swear to God, he lit up like a fucking Christmas tree. He was like, yes, let's talk about G.I. Joe. And yeah, he's, he's so excited about it. And, he's such and, a big G.I. Joe fan. He's a oh, huge Joe fan still. Yeah, super, super he does cool. all the he does the every every year. He does Joe Fest at Augusta, Georgia every year. Yeah. yeah. Um, OK, so we're going to we're going to round to the finish here. You and I were both going to we're going to do some show and tell uh, the criteria, something recent. And something rad. So uh, I'm going to let you go first. You're the pro. What's something that you've purchased recently uh, that you're excited about? Well, before there was uh, Superman and Spider-Man and all those superheroes, uh, the superheroes of the world looked very different. Uh, this is by a company called Boss Fight Studios. And I'm a huge fan of Zorro. So this oh. is um, modeled loosely after the Gabriel uh, new adventures of Zoro and Lone Ranger figures, but this is uh, Lone Ranger or not Lone Ranger uh, Zoro and Tornado, as it's pronounced, his horse. Uh, it's an absolutely gorgeous piece, um, and I'm hoping that uh, Boss Fight does uh, the Lone Ranger next because I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, they did a great uh, Flash Gordon 3.75 inch two based off of this 79 movie, or sorry, the 1980 movie. Um, they're just a great company. They're really underrated. Their their figures are, are pretty pricey but they're extremely detailed. So there's Zorro for you. That's my, That's one of my cool. recent pickups. Yeah. That's fantastic. Okay. So I got, uh, it was free comic book day recently. Yeah. So on free comic book day, one of my local, the local stores had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle set that was just for free comic book day. And they were, uh, I'm cool. a big fan of the old comics, the black and white. Yeah. And so these figures are in the black and white uh, with just red masks. And That's so that so was cool. something that I saw and I'm like, okay, yeah, got to have that. And they only had one in the store. So yeah. I don't know if uh, I, my, my inclination is to tear them out, but then there's a part of me that goes, well, they do display really, really well. And I do kind of love them in the box. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Most of these are designed. Now you just slit the tape. You can pull the tray out. 
Yeah. And then put them on and then put them right. Like every Marvel legend, black series, pretty much everything Hasbro does, you can put back. So that looks like that will go back. Yeah. Um, unless you're like, this is an investment for you. I, I say, I say open it. And and we're talking about box art. The box art on that is nothing great. Right. It's just, it's like this, it's just a big window. hundred percent. Right. So I, I would have cracked that baby open. That's just me. <laughs> well, that uh, probably will happen. Um, I'm going to leave your rad to the end. Cause I, I sure. feel like your rad is going to be better so i'm going to show you my rad uh this to me that's this is if i had a holy grail in my toy collection there's been some wildfires where i live and i went up into my uh my office to my home office and said well if if we get evacuated what am i going to grab this is one of the few things that i was going to grab this is an original return of the jedi menton card yeah. uh boba fett that i i'm so pleased that i have this because i love boba fett so much and um it also gives me, because I collect so many things and I'm so eclectic in my collecting, I'm not a completionist. This gives me street cred in the collector's world. <laughs> uh, you, you know what? You can't go wrong with Boba Fett. Um, <laughs> it, it's so interesting to see him in Empire and Jedi. I think I read an article Well, his, his combined screen time was like five minutes yeah. bet between the both movies. He just stood there and he just looked cool. Yep. Right. And then us as kids were like imagining all these adventures with Boba Fett and how cool he was. Um, it's just that, that space cowboy, right. He's just like a bounty hunter. He's just so cool. That's great, man. And, and Jedi Boba Fett, I always think is better. The pouch is different on yeah. the waist too, which. Yeah. yeah. I love the it's picture. Wicked. I like it way better than the space shot that you could get. Uh, the other one. Uh, I know that one's worth more, but I'm not, you know, I mean, my, uh, my, uh, my kids in here as one of our, as one of our crew, you know, he yeah. can decide what to do with it when he gets it after I'm gone. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I love the, the vintage Kenner with the, the still of the movie. That's yeah. my favorite car backs. As you can see, I have the vintage collection all there. Right. So yeah. I just love yeah. the way the art looks. <clears throat> okay. Um, so for everyone watching and listening in TV land, um, I don't know how much you're going to appreciate this or no, but um, my favorite character is Storm Shadow. Yeah. Now this is, I guess, my second favorite of Storm Shadow. I wanted to show something a little bit more rare. First appearance of Storm Shadow is in the Marvel run of G.I. Joe number 26, written by Larry Hama. And it depicts the origin part one. Yeah. Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow and Stalker and uh, the origin of how Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow meet. Uh, this is Tame Arashikagi from a comic pack that came out in 2006, which was basically came with Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow, and Stalker. Um, his I didn't bring his weapons with him, but this is Tommy, uh, Vietnam Tommy, from the Vietnam War. And he comes with his bow where he saved uh, Snake Eyes and stuff like that. Um, this figure pack is not only extremely hard to find, but uh, not a lot of people know about it. I only discovered it maybe like three years ago that yep. there was even a Tommy Rushkagi figure. Um, so I got him on eBay and then I quickly got a second one um, just because I was really scared that the first one was going to break. Yeah. Um, but for anyone who loves Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes, I don't want to say the new movie and stuff like that isn't. I mean, that's just a different interpretation of it. Yep. But the original was written by Larry Hama. So check out G.I. Joe 26 and 27, the Marvel comic. You can get it on any app. It's just such a beautiful story of how Snake Eyes becomes who he does and how he meets Storm Shadow, how Stalker is such an important part in their story. It's great. So there you go. 
And uh, and then it moves into G.I. Joe, I believe it's 42 um, and then 45 and 46 where they go to Cobra Island together, which is fucking bonkers. And uh, you talk about a payoff in a story, too. I mean, oh, my God, what a great run of of, of comic book story there. Uh, And I mean, the way the Hasbro figure was marketed as a Cobra figure, but you read it. And you know that he's just infiltrating Cobra to find out who killed his uncle, like I said earlier. Yeah. So it's great. It's like, I loved the the ninja, but you know, when you're a kid, I don't know about you, but I, you know, you always rooted for the good guys kind of thing, right? So, yeah. So thank you, Larry. Thank you, Larry. Um, and this is a, it sucks that we're ending this, but we're ending this now. Um, I, Jay, I can't thank you enough for uh, accepting my request and, 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 and taking that step of faith to be on here. Um, oh, yeah. We're certainly going to continue to follow you. Um, you know, you, you expressed interest when, uh, when I told you about the show and what he changed is doing, you expressed interest in that um, and, and wanting to help yeah. men's mental health, that kind of a thing. So thank you very, very much for being so open with your time and uh and with your passion thank you man i appreciate um my pleasure mike it's very important um everyone's mental health is you know is very important and um us being men you know that's what we're talking about specifically it it is important so you know don't keep that stuff in guys i'm not a psychologist but if you need to talk to somebody man call your parents call your friends uh and just talk to them uh because these times are hard we are kind of coming out of it now thank god but it's it's been a difficult year and a half so yeah just remember there's always someone out there for you to talk to um if uh action figure adventure any further adventures if you make your way out to western canada i will show you all my haunts uh i will love to hang out with you i'm sure you hear this from a lot of other people but jay thank you very much you're a brother from another mother and um action figure adventure the jay and rob toy show um please watch it wherever you have the ability to do that whatever country you're in search it out find it out uh rattle the 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 cages of your cable provider to get it on if you don't have it on your system and uh, thank you very much for being so generous with your time, man. Oh, thanks, Mike. Cheers, mate. Another episode. There we go. Uh, he changed it. He cast the official podcast of He Changed It. Uh, my name is Mike Chisholm. I'm so happy that uh, you have taken time out to listen to, uh, to us talk about what we're passionate about. If you haven't downloaded the app, please do. Uh, he changed it.com has all the information. My name is Mike Chisholm. This has been He Cast, the official podcast of He Changed It. Go change something. <laughs>